to the Advocates Advocates podcast, the show that is bringing simplicity back into the complex world of beer, wine, and spirits. I am your host, Spence Kraft, and uh, for once we actually do not have any house clean, so I'm going to get right into the introductions. As always, I have to my right, Kenyatta Timuel, my partner in crime. show could not be done without him. Kenyatta, welcome. Yeah, thank you, sir. Glad you're able to make it in here tonight on the uh, Crazy Tuesday. So, Always. how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. I'm looking forward to uh, tasting what in the world we have here. That's right. And uh, we'll get to that theme here in just a second. Uh, but first, I want to introduce our average imbiber, Scott Fitzpatrick. A little bit of Irish within that name, I think. Absolutely, Spence. It's wonderful to be here on the podcraft tonight with you. The podcraft, I love it. <laughs> I'm digging that, actually. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of really cool-looking stuff in front of us here, so can hardly wait to get going. So uh, we just wrapped up our three-part series on Browns. It, four part series on four part. Wow. Yep. Uh, and last week we specifically did Belgians and kind of addressed the idea of what a Belgian is. We learned that Belgian is not just one style, but it's actually like an incredible spectrum. We could probably do six months on it alone. But instead of doing that, we just went to focus on, on uh, tonight's theme, which is it's not specifically only to Belgium. But we have Trappist beers and Abbey beers, all of which are the same idea and style, you might say. Uh, well, style isn't the right word, but the same idea. But there is a distinct difference. And so I just want to throw the question out to you guys. Do you all have any idea of what I'm talking about so far? A Trappist or an Abbey? I am aware of the different. I am aware that they are different. Um, I, I see them on menus, um, but I do not know the difference between the two, no. Uh, I've, I've, I'll be honest, I've had them, and I cannot tell you what the differences are, what the makeup of them are. It literally is, this is good or this is not good. All right. <laughs> and I've had variations of all the above. From both I will uh, say this, you know, going into it, I know I'm not expecting a stout or something very, very dark like that. I, I kind of know the, the general idea of what it is, but uh, very curious to find well, out. Just looking at these beers, you know, before we get to uh, the, the grid and whatnot, you know they're definitely not right. stouts right. or yeah. porters or imperials right. by any means. So whenever I hear Trappist, for example, the word, to me, like, alcohol kind of comes out of it. Like, as in... I would expect it to be more alcohol forward as far as the taste goes. Sure. I could be totally left field, but that's just, you know, past experiences of certain ones I've probably had, you know, a long time ago and you don't touch it. And then you come back two years later and it's a little different. So, sure. so I just you do, don't know. You do bring up a good point that uh, Trappist sales specifically, but also Abbey's, they do have this uh, kind of commercial aspect that you age them. Uh, sometimes you can buy them pre-aged. We had the old, uh, old Brune mm -hmm. um, when we did the Belgian Browns. Mm -hmm. uh, that was just last week. Um, and so basically that was pre-aged. And, and I bought that, you know, as three years old, essentially. 
Um, it was a mix of old Petrus and uh, new Petrus to get the specific flavor. Uh, but either way, these are beers because of the alcohol. Uh, a lot of them that you can age. Um, however, it's not just limited to one style. So, in a nutshell, I'll get down to it. The difference between Trappist beer and Abbey beer. And again, this is just nutshell. Books have been written about the difference between the two. But Trappist ales are going to be uh, brewed on site in a monastery and operated or supervised by the monks of the Cistercian Order. And what an Abbey ale is, is it's basically going to be that same style and idea and attempting to mimic the Trappist monk or the Trappist style, but it's done on a commercial scale. So there are only 11 Trappist breweries in the world, and six out of the 11 are Belgium, which is why it kind of carries that weight coming off of the Belgian. Um, ideas and stuff than what we had last week. Uh, one, I just wanted to throw out this fun fact. My name is Spence. Uh, there is only one of these Trappist uh, breweries in the United States. And Scott, do you know where that is? I do not. Fun trivia fact for everybody. Spencer, Massachusetts. All right. <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of fun. You know? so, so if you're drinking a Trappist beer, are you expecting a certain style, a certain flavor profile? Sure. Um, so just as Belgian-style uh, beers, they do run a spectrum, okay. such as a, a Wit beer or a Saison or a Lambic or a Quad, yeah. Trappel, etc. The same idea kind of goes for an Abbey and a Trappist. So they, they do still have that spectrum, but the Trappist style is actually brewed by this order of months. And um, the Abbey styles, again, in, in a nutshell, the only difference is it's not brewed in the monastery and anybody can brew it, not just this order of Cistercian uh, monks. So do not be fooled. There are Abbey Ales out there that put like a, a monk character on the label. It does not mean that it is a true Trappist though. So going on with this idea of, in a nutshell, uh, what we're going to be drinking, same as last week, it is primarily Belgian styles. The roots, the base comes from Belgium. So it's going to have a yeast forwardness with a hop and malt backing, more malt than hop actually. Uh, so when you are drinking an Abbey, when you are drinking a Trappist, you should expect low IBU or that international bitterness unit, that, that bitterness. Um, depending on the style, you could expect anywhere from five and a half to 10% ABV. So that alcohol that Kenyatta you mentioned uh, can most definitely be there. It's going to be a light to mid body, so meaning the mouthfeel is going to be something like water, maybe a little heavier when you go to sip it. And again, I just want to reiterate that a Trappist and Abbey 
can contain a wide, wide range of styles, anywhere from a wit beer to a, a double, a triple, a quad even. Um, so just because you have had one Trappist or one Abbey and you didn't like it doesn't mean that you won't like another style, something maybe lower ABV. Uh, or a little less um, less on the attack. So tonight, it's a little different. You might you may have noticed, listeners, we do not have a professional. That was your libation education for the night, so I hope you got <laughs> something out of it. Uh, so we are down a person, but we are up a beer. We are going to be reviewing four beers for you all tonight, uh, starting left to right. Uh, listeners, if this isn't your first show, you know that we believe um, trying to bring simplicity back to the world of beer means that our tasting grid is simple, and it is. It is simply smell, smell, sight, taste, finish, and then we all come together for the conclusion. God, I made that harder than what I needed. It. And That's actually, right. it's it's more along the lines of sight, then smell, then taste, then finish. All right, Mr. Uh, Smarty Pants. How about, <laughs> how about you show us how it's done with our first beer? And Scott, we are going to start with the beer on the left. So right. beer number one. So as I describe this, and one of these days we'll get our GoPro going so you can actually see this. Um, it's a little cloudy. It's actually quite cloudy. So uh, as far as the color goes, um, you know, it's it's kind of a yellowish, but cloudy, almost kind of a creamy type of... But a, but a little pale. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, that's kind of what I'm picking up there. As far as smell goes, I can definitely smell some fruit tones. Yeah, a little, little lemony. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, Even like a lemongrass, yeah. it uh, has a little bit of an earthy tone to yep. it. Yeah, I would agree. I, would I agree. do agree with that as well. And, you know, one of the things we kind of learned as well when you do the smell, you know, smell not only with your nose, but make sure your mouth is open Absolutely. so you get that full, that full smell. So it almost, smell, it almost smells like a shandy. Yes, I was thinking along the same lines. Uh, yep. I didn't mean to cut you off. That no, just, I, I was going that route. I would have lost that thought. I was going to, I was going to go that route. So it's, I mean, it feels like it's going to drink like a shandy or uh, a hefweizen or something along those lines. So let's do a taste. Kind of a watered down shandy, not. Not necessarily pro or con. Let me get another swig of this. Carbonate seems to be a little more carbonated when, when you take it, it is, in. It is very carbonated. I completely agree. You're getting a nice, strong lemon taste. Um, it is. Um, uh, there's not as much. Um, it's not a very viscous. I mean, it's very watery. Yeah, it's watery. Um, but. Um, when you say this is Scott, what uh, what do you thick, mean by that? Thickness. Um, yep. Very good. Crisp. Doesn't very linger crisp. long. Very crisp. Very pleasant. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't linger long. I mean, you can drink no, it. No, it mean, doesn't linger at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. I mean. You know, overall, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but 
This is a good summer beer. I mean, that's a great summer beer. Yeah. Now, but but that lemon flavor is very forward. Yes. Um, if you do not like, you know, uh, a beer where you can taste the fruit, that is not going to be for you. Yep. But it's very refreshing. Yeah. Hard to object to. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, um, it, does, it does not have that traditional uh, uh, Belgian feel to the. Would agree 100 to the smell. Yeah, it's you not, know, it's, not real it's, grainy. Right, right, I agree. Like, I agree. Grainy, yeah. it, it really is no, missing it, that. Aspect. There, there is a little yeast in there. You can taste that. Yeah. Well, I was gonna go there. It's a little less yeasty than I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting very a little true. more yeast. Very true. Very true. Me too. But uh, not really there. Yep. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Pardon me, I'm kind of surprised I like this. But um, at the same time, we should have tried this in July. This would have been great. <laughs> Well, had I known. Boy, that's, there's no aftertaste to it at all. It's, no. it's not bitter even. There's no hint of bitterness at all. It disappears. It flat that's out right. disappears. Right. Very interesting. That's, uh, wow. Okay. So I've got uh, the site's cloudy, pale yellow, and creamy-ish. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, it is a little creamy. Yeah. I agree. I mean, on, like you said, Scott, that the... Uh, you know, low, low vis- viscous. Yes. Um, that would be low viscosity. Low yes. viscosity. <laughs> I mean, as as you look at it, you would think it's a little heavier than what it really is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think the smell and taste are fairly uh, accurate. You know, you, you smell the lemon and you taste that lemon. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think the, the lemon is a little uh, more pungent. Like on the it's a little more than forward than I, than I would normally yeah. pick. Yeah. Yeah. But then also something that's this fragrant, you would think would linger a little bit. I agree. And it, and it does not. I so. wonder how this will taste as it gets warmer. Yeah. So, so I will go ahead and let everyone know that I did not refrigerate these beers today. Oh, okay. I did not. So I did leave them out in the car. It's about 40 degrees out, outside. Fair enough. <laughs> So they are chilled, but they've been inside sitting in room temperature for well okay. over an hour. So fair enough. That's a, that's good. I love it. We'll, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> so Scott, how about you lead us off here on uh, beer number two? Guest of honor. Beer number two. All right, let's take a look. <laughs> Just get my nose in my beer. I gotta drink it now. Oh, nice. oh god, there's a movie. <laughs> okay, so what up, so Scott? That's a great film. I, I will admit, and this is something that's been a, a running joke through all these podcasts. <laughs> I get distracted really easily by movies. That's why I face them away from the movie screen tonight. Untouchables are on, so I'm like, oh. Okay, beer number two. Um, the site is—it's very clear. Yes. I would say it's comparable to uh, an American lager that you would see just looking at it. There's a slight cloudiness to it. Very, it's definitely uh, a deeper golden color than the beer we looked at first, but uh, but looks very light, very refreshing. Not getting much on the no, on, on the scent. Yeah. Well, I got. I'm getting the scent, but I'm getting something I'm not. Almost like a butterscotch. Ooh, good call. Buttery cream. I mean, yeah. you said that. Well, we all we all. But agree. I would say it's, it's got a sweetness to it. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's where 
you know, you probably look over to me. I'm like, I have am I smelling some. butterscotch or yeast? Yeah, um, could be well, yeast. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. But but wow. but not a, not a lot of scent to it. Yeah, I have to say. It's very very mild on the nose. All, All right. right. Do Let's give honor, it a taste here. Do the honor, sir. That's, that's very interesting. No bitterness to it at all. It's 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 very light. There, it's it's not heavy like a stout or anything like that. Um, Think a little more astringent, but it coats more astringent. It coats the mouth a little more. bit. I so it's a little viscosity is a bit more. There's more body to it than we had yeah. on our previous beer. There's yep. no doubt, but. Uh, uh, I'm really having a hard time understanding what that flavor is I'm, I'm tasting there. It's, you know, I use the term quite a bit called muddy, and this is this is muddy to me a bit. So, elaborate sure. on muddy. Well, whenever you taste, whenever you do a smell and a look, you have a preconceived notion of what something should kind of taste like. And then, you know, even if you're fooled by that, something should stick out. Sure. In this particular, nothing really comes forward, so I can't nothing taste. Nothing comes forward. Yeast. I agree. I can't taste a malt. I can't taste a hop. I would agree. I do think it's a little more stringent um, than the first one, but you know, nothing's really happening there. I do want to ask a question on the color. So we, we talk about filtration. Does yeah, this yeah. look filtered to you compared sure to the first one? The first yeah, yeah. one looks like it's unfiltered, but this, this definitely one looks, looks much more filtered. Yeah. Which I don't know on that one. What's your thoughts, Spence? My my initial thought is yes, it is filtered. Um, I'm I'm wondering though. But you know what? I'm getting kind of a I'm getting kind of a German Pilsner feel to it. Yeah. There's a little bit of that aftertaste that comes with a German Pilsner. I don't know if you've had Pilsner or Cal. It it it, it doesn't taste dissimilar to that. would would be more comparable to a German Pilsner or a lager or something like that. I can see that. I'm big fans of those kinds of beers, and I, I you know, um, but it is kind of hard to pick out anything distinct in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. That's uh, yeah, don't know. Not, so the finish does uh, tend to stay with me a little bit. There's longer, a little finish to it on yeah. that first one. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little to it. Yeah. As I've, as, I've, as I've slipped it down, um, it's kind of allowed the esters or what gives it the smell to kind of be trapped in the tulip glasses that we're sipping out of. No doubt. And uh, I'm getting like a, a lot of floral. It's it's actually becoming a lot, a lot more stronger um, as I sip it down. A lot of floral, a little bit of... Maybe like baking spices, even. I'm not necessarily picking yeah, up cinnamon or nutmeg. We're all kind of struggling to come up yeah. with a flavor profile here. Yep. Very I think unique. it's kind of reacting to each one of our palates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, this is a fun beer. <laughs> it's an interesting beer. That's a, I will say, of all of them, that's the most interesting beer that I've had up to this point. So what we say, like, uh, I think, Scott, you were touching on it here. When when you went to smell this beer, were you expecting um, to taste what you tasted? 
Yes, very much so. Um, the, 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 it, it was there weren't a lot of things to pick up in the smell, and I would I would agree that the taste reflects that. Yes. Okay. So very um, maybe I'm, I'll use the word flat. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that flat is exactly the right word, okay. but but uh, nondescript might be a better word to say. It. Yeah. There's nothing distinct about it. So here's a question. I mean. In your mind, is that drinkable to you? It's and drinkable, but why would you drink it? If it's if it's got nothing that jumps out at you, why would you drink it? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I... Let's put it this way. I always use this in kind of in terms... You know, I don't think I would have this at my house. And number two, if I got it at a party, I would suck it down and, and then go look for something yeah go look for something with more character yeah. Yeah. yeah so to conclude here i've written down nothing special here move on to the next one yes yeah that's pretty much it yeah all right we'll move on to the next one we shall all right you want to do the you want to do the smith since you nope. normally don't or you want me to do it nope i am i'm the uh i'm the guy in the background here you need to take that off <laughs> it's my broker <laughs> <laughs> So, a little more golden, but um, definitely is uh, definitely cloudy. Yep. Once again, I think it's similar in some ways. It's got a little bit of of uh, a creamy feel to it, creamy look to it again. So, but it has a much more golden hue than the first one. Um, can't see through it, so. I'm actually looking forward to this one just from the look of it. I would agree. So, There's so, something there. Yeah. So we, we mentioned a few episodes ago the the head or the phone. Yes. So the first two, the head is gone. Yep. Right. The these oh. next two, despite being on the show on the air for 20 plus minutes. Still there. The head's still, still there. there. Yeah, I'm expecting something a little creamy. So, yeah, that's right. So that typically indicates Ooh. like a heavier body. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Heavier this one's gonna linger, I think, yeah, just looking at it. the smell. Wow. Yeah, I like it. Got some, got fruit tones There's and some citrus. Tones I like it like raisin bran. Yeah, a little citrus. The cereal yeah. raisin bran. Yeah. yeah, a little, little raisiny, some citrus. Raisiny, I, I, I agree. Uh, like a little bit of yeast. I mean, I, I think this, I think this may have a lot of different things going yeah. on, but I bet it'd be easier to pick out than the second. That's my gut telling me that. All right. So now let's do a taste, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Taste. Twist my arm, Kenyatta. Oh yeah. I like that personally. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of body there. There's yeah. It's it's got a little aftertaste to it. And it's a little hop, little hop at the end. A yeah. little hop at the end. Little taste. This beer is probably the most complex, I think, of the crew. Well, let me rephrase that. I think it's the most discernibly complex beer that we've tasted of the three. Number two may be the most complex beer because we can't figure it out. <laughs> but this one? A little creamier, a lot yes. more body to it. 
it, but it some still doesn't linger as long. Well doesn't linger? No, this is not an IPA. Yeah, you can tell. Exactly. This, um, I'm digging that's, this. That's beer. delicious. I, yes. I, I really like that. Oh yeah. This, um, the, the, the 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 citrus and the fruit is not really there in the taste as much as you expected after the smell. Yep. Um, this is this is a very good beer. Oh yeah. This is this is a good beer. Honestly, Scott, like knowing your tasters, I mean. <laughs> Loving the Blondales, loving yeah. kind of like the, I, I uh, tend to like the loggers and pilsners and Vienna loggers yeah. and things I mean, like that. And I think that would fit in well with that group. Well, yeah. I sipped it before you, and the hop was one of the first thing that I picked up. Yeah, like it, it was, it hit me on the attack, and I was like watching you, like waiting for that face. Yeah. But yeah, I think the creaminess almost cancels that out in some ways. I would, I would agree. I would agree. And, and I'm gonna go ahead and let you all and the listeners know that the cream does it's a byproduct of the yeast that is used really yeah. so being a Belgian um, so in wine terms so are they letting it ferment longer or well, is it, it it just generates more foam or what good question so it um, different yeast is gonna have it, it's almost like different people yep. you know okay different people may like different things even though they come from the same background or, or same family or even same species you know, Homo sapiens, we, we've got a wide spectrum of what we can do, of what we like, of what we don't like, of what we leave behind, of what we plan to do ahead. Yeast is very much the same way. So when you get a very specific yeast strand... Uh-oh. So I thought we were just drinking beer. I didn't know he was going to go into we anthropology. Were, we were anthropology. Another okay. 20 minutes will be a philosophy. So to, uh, to make the complex simple... Yeah. Basically, specific yeast strain, yeast is a living thing, and specific yeast strains are going to to chemically break down and uh, produce right, right, yeah. different products. And so that's one thing about Belgians that are so amazing, mm-hmm. and that yeast forwardness, and that's why a Belgian is like distinct. It's you can discern a Belgian. Right. You know when you're drinking a Belgian, even if you can't pinpoint. It's just like oh. This is a Belgian. I don't know why, but it definitely is. Yep. So, and I think that... That is medium body, medium hop. Uh, yep. There's a lot of body this to a, it. Yeah, I'm like, um, good beer, there's there's nothing off on it, in my opinion. That's exactly right. So, we use the term balanced. I think yep, this would, it's like, very balanced. I agree. in the middle. I agree. So, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, and I'll be honest, looking at it, I thought I would like it. Because, you know, I'm kind of more of an IPA person anyway. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but I was not expecting it to be this balanced across the board. This is and see, like really what I was good. saying, like you're an IPA person, Scott. I don't think you drink too many IPAs. No, I don't like, drink any IPAs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a lager person. Yeah. <laughs> and so here we are in the IPA, heavy yeah. hop, the lager guy, and we both like it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. It's, so whatever they did on this beer, uh, fantastic. Yep, fantastic. I'll uh, I'll let them know. I'll yeah. contact the beer tomorrow. <laughs> All right, so in conclusion, this is a complex yet balanced, and Kenyatta loves it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we've got more in the back, so oh. go ahead, you can finish that. Yeah, he did just finish that off, so, uh, yeah. so I don't need to taste this anymore later, so yeah, this is really good. All so, right. All right, so Scott, it's up to you. You are the. Uh, We're going to look at the last one. Bring yeah. us home.
You're a professional now. <laughs> Are you paying me? Wow. I, I, Shoot, I don't get paid for this, and I'm 13 weeks in. I know, yeah. This beer looks very, this beer looks very similar to the last one. It is a darkish golden color. It's fairly clear. There is some, there is a, a just a touch of cloudiness in there. It, it still has its head, so it, it looks very creamy. Uh, but very similar to what we've seen before. Yep. From a smell standpoint, it's very different than what we've tasted so far. Yes. Wow. I'm picking up a bit more citrus um, than what we just had. I definitely pick up the citrus and the yeast. There's something very different in there. I won't. I can't characterize it at this point, but there's something very different in the, in the smell. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not picking up much. I got like a slight citrus, maybe like orange blossom. There's something but, else in there. But other than and, that, but it, uh, it, it is very different than the other three that we've, that we've smelled. I'm picking up citrus. Um, floral, a bit herbal. Yeah. I wonder if maybe we pick it up on the taste. Possibly. So well, let's give it a shot here. Yeah. Let's taste it. Yeah. It's world. It's gonna have the creaminess in it, we hope. Hmm. Wow, there is uh it could be the hop. The hop I think may be what I'm smelling. Yeah. That is a lot hoppier. That would be nearly an IPA, I would say. But it is... Uh, it's got some creaminess to it, but too. There's some creaminess to it, too. And there is a... Uh, it's got a great mouthfeel to it, I think. Oh, um, it coats your mouth. Yeah, it does. It does. Once again, it's not as astringent. Um, I... I don't think it's too hoppy, though. It's I think it's, uh, you know, you take one or two drinks of this thing, it smooths out. I think it's, yep. uh, I, I think it's okay. I would not avoid this if I were ordering something. I will say this much, Scott, where you're saying you're picking up something with a smell, I, I am picking something up on the aftertaste, and I don't know what it is, because my mouth is reacting a bit differently than the other three. Um, especially the back of my mouth. And I don't know what that is. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. That's. Huh. I think the back, to me, when I react to what's in the back of my mouth, I'm reacting to the hops. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I think of wine, and yeah, if I swap the wine, I think of tannins on the yeah, back of the mouth. I completely agree. But, um, I completely agree. And being a hophead, that's kind of weird for me because that normally doesn't happen. So oh, I don't really? know if there's... Really? Yeah. <laughs> it so does If you're looking for an IPA and they give you this beer, you don't react well to it? Well, you know, I'm drinking this beer and I'm like, you know, they give me this beer and I'm like, it, it kind of has some IPA characteristics. It does. It does. I agree. But, you know, when I drink it, it's almost like my body is like just, 
you know, it could be a funky hop. Something feels from, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> My body is just like... It's like, gotcha. I kind of like this, but what's going on here? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to throw this out. Yeah. When... When I swallow and on the finish, and I breathe out through my retronasal or through my nose, essentially, I get a warming sensation. Yeah, yep. definitely. And what that is is alcohol. That's yeah. ethanol. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and ethanol is yep. chemically sweet. Yep. Good call. So, Good point, Brent. Good point, Brent. So based on you know what it is we're sipping, I think what you all are, are picking up. Yep. It's yep. possibly a, a higher alcohol. Yep, and actually, when I just now sifted, we yep. opened my mouth more to let more air yep. come through, right on the back. Yep, and, and I agree. And yeah, on, on the call. finish, like I'm, I'm not getting like a bittering finish. I'm not getting necessarily a sweet finish. I am getting a little bit of a cream. Yeah. But the You're one right. thing that stands out the most with this beer is a warming, I alcohol agree. boozy sensation. Yeah, this is a boozy beer. This is a. That is exactly beer. what it is. When you exhale after you drink it. You're feeling that warmth in your nose, and that is very much alcohol. It's that, been a long yeah. time since we've done any booziness on this show. So. <laughs> oh, sir, just wait till we start doing some Imperials coming up wait. in the winter. Yeah. Do I get to come back for the bourbon show? Uh, <laughs> Scott, you, you come back in the time because, uh, you know, you, you, you've leveled, so you're good. <laughs> Wait, those, these Christmas shows are going to be two hours long. <laughs> no, they will not. <laughs> You're like, no. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I don't know. This pop lock is awful. Oh, well. uh, we need to buy a new one. All right. All right. So that is four of four. Um, so, Scott, we are almost to the, uh, the point of the show where I get to tell you what it was you were drinking. But first, I want to give you the opportunity to let everybody know the... Uh, hold on. There we go. Let everybody know the, oper- or the, uh, the beer that you enjoyed the most personally. It's a tough call. I really like the first one, but I think the third one that we talked to was definitely the one I enjoyed the most. But I'm kind of intrigued by the fourth as well. Uh, you know, as somebody who doesn't drink a lot of IPA, uh-huh. you know, you you look, you know, you were look talking about a beer here that you know kind of is outside of my profile. But I I enjoyed that. I really did. Good. Good. All right, Kenyatta. So, uh, well, Scott, so if I could have you rank these beers, one, two, three, four, based on your personal preference, how would you put? I would say number three is number one. Okay. Number four is number two. Number one is number three. Number two is number four. All right. Can you the same question to you? Let's, uh, let's hear your, your story here. So I think uh, number three by far, I thought, was the best beer that we've had the whole night. Phenomenal beer. I mean, phenomenal beer. I really think it's balanced. It's good. It hits every note. Uh, kind of insane, actually. It's actually a really good beer. Um, it's like almost like a, I mean, is that the Belgian out? I don't know what that is. We'll figure it out, though. <laughs> number two is a hard one. So I like number one. The number one would be a really good summer beer. 
number four fits more on my profile. Yep. It, you know, to the, it, but it's kind of weird because usually IPA booziness kind of hits the levels for me. And it, it kind of pushed me back a bit because I was yep. not expecting it to, yep. to be honest. Okay. It was almost like when we had the discussion before at the very beginning of the show of what I expected of a Trappist. That's kind of what I expected of a Trappist right there. Like, that kind of hit me. So I'm going to go with number four as well as my number two. Very close to number one. And quite honestly, if you would have asked me this in July, I probably would have flipped them. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, and normally, I'm not a person that's mm -hmm. like contingent on weather, but... You I, know what? If he had refrigerated these, one might be the choice. You know? Uh, yeah. That's you a know fair what? point. It's possible. Because yeah. I guarantee the booziness may not have come out in number four until right. it got warmer. That's right. So That's exactly point. right. Yeah. Fair point. And I agree with you as well. No, number two... I think because we just don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. Well, and, and going back to that idea of aging, yeah. you know, alcohol is a preservative. Yes. And so that, you know, as we've kind of concluded without revealing, number four, the higher ABV most likely, yep. um, as it ages, that would round out a little bit Correct. and become a, a lot more approachable. Correct. And that's actually a, a good point that, you know, we probably need yep. to put a reminder in the notes of, you know, these beers are probably more or less meant for aging than probably your traditional beer, which no you don't doubt. necessarily think of aging in beers, per se. You think of that more in wine. But wine is almost the same way. Of you got those wines that are very young and they just hit you with the alcohol. You drink it five years later, it's calmed down. Well, same everything. thing with wine, you know. I mean, yeah. a lot of times you get this 15% Napa Valley cab. Yep. And it's like this warm <laughs> fruit bomb, yes. tannin bomb. Yep. Like, I mean, it's just overpowering. Yep. Then it mellows out after you a get, of time. You give it three more years. That I, I prefer the six to nine year when it comes to the New World Napa Valley wines. Yep. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the alcohol preserves it. The alcohol kind of tends to mellow out. The tannins mellow out, and then you come come back to it six to nine years later, yep. and you have an absolutely like completely balanced wine. Yep. Same same idea with beer. Exactly. Same idea. Which off the tangent a bit, drink your 2007s now. Yes, absolutely. Because you're getting near the life expectancy of most of them. <laughs> absolutely. But they're phenomenal bottles. And if you need help, uh, please call us. <laughs> Especially on a 2007, so we can definitely help you there. <laughs> All right, so Kenyatta, you remember the conundrum that we ran into last week? How we had a tie? Yeah, we got another tie. We got another tie. Uh, <laughs> and of course, it's first place. Yep. So, um, wait, Scott, wait, how do we have another tie? Scott put beer number three first. And I put beer number three first. Oh, did you? Yeah. I yes, thought you did. said beer number four first. No, no, he no. Said three. Oh, then thank God that. I was that like, really what are you talking about? Well, like, we have a tie for third? I mean. <laughs> So, did you both rank three, four, one, two? Yes. We went identical. Okay. Well, then, that, ladies and gentlemen, is your uh, <laughs> advocate's advocate uh, order. Which doesn't today. happen very often, to be honest. So. Yeah, no, not at all. So, but. I all right. So, this is, uh, you already hear what you've been drinking? Yes. Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the computer away a little bit, put my notes away, and I'm gonna let you all know that um, we have two Trappist beers and two Abbey beers. Good. Okay. Not only that, we have two different styles tonight. 
So we have Wit and we have Trapel. So the first two was a, a Wit beer. Yep. Last two Trapels. White beer and the the back two were Trapels. Okay. All right. All right. Out of these that. four beers, we have three different breweries. So there is a repeat, and that was done on purpose. Okay. Okay. You're looking at me, Kenyatta, like, what what the hell's this guy done? No, 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 no. Like okay. a repeat, as in the same identical beer? Nope. Or nope. No, not one's same. At, uh, one's same at Abbey. And, okay, good. Same brewery. One's at Abbey. One's a one's a. Uh, but we get, we've got two Trappists, two Abbeys. Right. But okay. of of these four beers, only three breweries. All right. Okay. Okay. So beer number one. What do y'all think, Trappist or Abbey? I think it's a Trappist. I think it's a Trappist. Trappist? Abbey. No kidding. All right. Abbey beer. So this is St. Bernardus. And do you remember when I, I said... I do know St. Bernardus, yes. Do you remember when I said a lot of times like there will be a monk-looking character on the label? Yep. This is one of those. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I know this bottle well. So... <laughs> Because this um, bottle's always at King of Ales. This is not, this is not a Trappist. Um, it still, wow. you know, has the same practices as what the, um, the monks are doing uh, for the Trappist uh, ales. But this is, in fact, an abbey. Uh, St. Bernardus Wit. Um, this was $17 for a four-pack, which comes out to $4.25 for 12 ounces. Uh, beer Advocate... Yeah. One reason I, I got this um, beer tonight is because this is Beer Advocate's number one white or wit beer. Okay. So it's it's four point one six out of five. And there are you know, you you've got to enjoy the lemony feel to it in order to rank it that high. Very if you compare that to an Avery White Rascal. Okay. The Avery is a clearly better beer in my view. You know? And you know, I, it's the same kind of family. It's the same uh-huh. kind of thing, but the lemon is very heavy there, and it, I, you know, I have a bit of a tr- bit of a problem with that. So. It, it is, uh, you know, like you said before, you know, while the beer is easily drinkable, if you have any apprehension to that citrus That's level, correct. you're going to throw it away. Yeah, you are. Now, you are. with that being said, now a lot of people like me. that, and, and it, frankly, I didn't, you know, I didn't rank it last. I liked it. Sure. You know, and that really isn't my profile that heavy lemon fa- flavor so yeah, the sure. beer is quality you know some people make beer throw a bunch of fruit in it and everybody thinks that's great but the beer is a good <laughs> beer <enough>. advocate <laughs> but, <laughs> but the beer doesn't live up to it i know i had this conversation with uh, uh, uh that stiegel radler oh. grapefruit beer which i think the oh, beer in there yeah, I, actually, I kind of like the beer in there, so uh, you know I don't have any problem the with two that. Two and a half percent alcohol, zero no, IBUs. No, 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 no. It's like drinking grapefruit juice. Yeah, yeah I gotta mix that. No, no, no. I think that, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about this that, later. That's, but we that's, will. That's but, the after um, hours. But yeah. that that citrus is very forward, especially in it comparison is. to the other three. Yeah, so. yeah. No, but yeah, so, and, and you know, well, you know my takes on on beer advocate. 
how much of that is to the taste of the beer and the actual beer versus marketing Correct. versus Correct. what yep, yep. people think I should be drinking. Exactly. Because like you said, we've all seen that bottle. I guarantee I'm we've all seen you. that bottle. I'm just telling you, if you think about drinking this beer, go out and grab yourself an Avery White Rascal and you'll be happy. Well, do you, do you, <laughs> do you think it's worth $17 like for a $7.50 or even $4.25 for a If, that's, down if that's your kind of beer, I have no problem with it. No. Okay. But you personally, Scott? Me personally, I'm not buying that, no. Okay. Four twenty five. I could buy a summer shandy for less than that. Oh, absolutely. You could buy a few. You know, <laughs> All right. So beer advocate number one wit beer on beer advocate at four point one six out of five. Wow. Great beer had this ranked ninety one out of one hundred. Okay. Untapped three point seven out of five. Number one wit beer on Untapped as well. Wow. So I'll be darned. Now, several thousand individuals have, you know, rated this, and so that does play into that algorithm. Yep. So even even if, like, there's a 3.8 beer or a 4, you know, but only 20 people have rated it. Um, right. It'll take that into account. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, ABV is only 5.5%. Okay. All right. Who makes this beer? Because I'm going to probably throw something. St. Bernardus. So this is the... St. Bernardus. Number, the second beer. Nope. Beer number one. Oh, still number two. Beer number two. Beer number two is that. No, what? Beer number two is uh, the. The Trappist, okay. and again, it's a it's a wit mm-hmm. or white beer. Um, let's see here, we've got um, twelve dollars and fifty cents for a four pack. So it. Uh, Hang on, Spencer. I just want to point out that the Untouchables is on in the in the bar behind us. So if you hear gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> We're not taking over the show, right? No. <laughs> it's a good part of, of the untouchables. <laughs> so this is uh, La Trappe Wit. Oh. Um, nice. Ironically, La Trappe is a Trappist beer. Go figure. <laughs> um, it was $12.50 for a four-pack, which comes out to three fifteen okay. for a 12-ounce four. Beer Advocate had a range 3.8 out of 5, so very um, very similar to uh, the first beer, which was the St. Bernardus. Uh, Rake Beer only had it ranked 53 out of 100, though. Yeah. You know what? You know what? There's a lot of malt in that. There is. Yeah. And this is the and one where we picked up, like, butterscotch, and yeah, we couldn't really there's, there's it. a lot of malt yeah. in there, and that's what we're tasting. Okay. I, I think so. Good call. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm trying, the, uh, I'm trying to drink it now and yeah, trying to figure out. Yeah, but, you know, you, 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 you pick up a beer that looks like that. Are you expecting to see malt? Are you expecting to taste malt? No. No. It's, not. It, it's, it's not that right color. Yeah. Know? But no. that's what we're getting at the back of that. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so, Rate Beer had a 53 out of 100. Untapped, 3.65 out of 5. This is a 14 IBU beer. Okay. It sits the same ABV at 5.5%. 5.5%. Okay. okay. So, moving on to the triples. Oh. All right. Again, a, uh, a, a double would be like twice the ingredients. A triple would be three times the ingredients. And a quadruple, which, yes, they do exist, is Scott... What do you think? Four? Four times the ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so 
Beer number three. I told you there were only three brewers in the uh, mix of four beers. Mm-hmm. This is another St. Bernardus. Okay. okay. So it is an Abbey beer, not a Trappist, and it's the St. Bernardus Triple or Tripel. Um, this uh, beer advocate had it ranked 4.14 out of five. Great beer. Hold on to your seats. 98 out of 100. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I see I mean, that. I see that. Yeah. 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 This is probably the. This is probably the one that we all see in the in the market. This is the Abbey, correct? That we're no. drinking. Yes, it is an Abbey. So yes. it's the Abbey. Yes, this is, is the Abbey. one we see in the markets, probably. We see a lot of it in the markets, which I think plays to why there's so many people rating it. You yes. know, if it's easily accessible to the public, yep. of course, you know, these these uh, untapped subscribers are going to be be ranking these, right. and it's a it's a good beer. That's delicious. I, yes. I, I really, really enjoyed yes. that. So, so Ray Beer's 98 out of 100. A-plus beer, world-class. Uh, untapped is 3.8 out of 5. This does have a 30 IBU. Now, typically, like, an IPA is going to sit around 70. Yes. Okay? So this is nearly half of that, but we were still saying, you know, it's it's got some IPA qualities. Yep. Uh, ABV sits 8%. <laughs> So we do start to get up to you know, the booziness. higher gravity. Boy, yep. you didn't you didn't but taste that alcohol at all. No, no. Wow. Like wow. I said, this was the most discerning complex one that we yep. drunk where yep. I mean but like I said before, this is the bottle that if you've had one of these triples, yep. we've all had this bottle. Yeah. You probably don't even realize it. I want to try the this bottle. Now does a triple Good question. Genuinely indicate more alcohol content? Genuinely? Generally. Whoa, generally. (laughs) (laughs) What, I've had uh, 15 ounces of beer? (laughs) I don't want to... Generally, no. I mentioned the back end of these podcasts is a lot more entertaining than the first half, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you should should see after hours. I have some podcasts I can show you. Some old ones. (laughs) So, uh, generally a... a, Yes. Generally, yes. Uh, Actually, no. Because it totally depends on the brewer. Yeah. Um, A a double for brewery A, a triple will be probably higher ABV for them. Right, yeah. But a double from brewery B might might match the double or the triple with their double. That's St. Bernardus as well? Okay. It is St. Bernardus. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, yep, so that's, um, let's see here, 35 IBUs and 8% alcohol. Yep. And then to conclude our tasting here tonight, uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced this, but this is the uh, True Trappist. It's West Molly, or West Mill uh, Triple. So the West Mill Triple. Okay. Uh, this is a, a True Trappist beer. It's $12 for 750 milliliters. Okay. So it's right there kind of with the uh, original St. Bernardus. Um, Rate Beer had it 99 out of 100. So Rate Beer actually had this high. Wow, they beer. loved it, is what they, you're saying. Yeah. And, and honestly, I do too. 
instead of taking another swig. Exactly. What's the IB? What's the uh, IBUs? IBUs about uh, sixty-five. That's a guess. So untapped is three point eight six out of five. IBUs are thirty-six. No, that's not. It's no, just, it's that, just, <laughs> that is more bitter than 36. You're so. telling me that four is less bitter than three, and that's nope. wrong. No, nope, I'm saying that Perceived four bitterness. is one IBU unit okay. <laughs> higher than, than beer three. Okay. Perceived bitterness. Yep. It's, Perceived it's more bitterness. bitter than that. It's more than one unit, it's, trust me. Well... Between me and you, the perceived bitter, and I'm a, I'm an I IPA understand. person. I'm very sensitive to yeah. the bitterness. I know. And I'm an IPA person, and I would say that four is more bitter than three. But it is more bitter. But yeah. there's this, and technically, it is more bitter by one. By one. <laughs> so as I was hinting to when we were sipping in and trying to figure it out, uh, I kind of cheated because I knew, but. This is nine and a half percent alcohol. Cheers, Priest. This is a lot less so, than I thought it was going to be. I thought yeah, it was, I thought it would be digits. thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. 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 But yeah, nine and a half, and that uh, that ABV probably yep. makes it seem a little bit uh, hoppier because it's going to enhance that hoppiness. I agree. I agree. So um, that's that's the uh, those are the beers. We got two of the Saint Bernardus, uh, the Wits, and the Triple. We've got the. Uh, what was the brewery on the last one again? The uh, West Molly. West Mall. Okay. Or West Mall. Okay. Uh, was beer number four, and the other wit was the La Trap. Okay. So, um, all right, y'all. Uh, hopefully, y'all got something from this. We do have uh, the holidays around the corner. Uh, we've got everyone knows, you know, twelve days of Christmas, but we're gonna do twelve days of Boozmas. So it's not just going to be beer. We've decided that we're going to, you know, no rules, no boundaries. We're going to have different guests, and we're only going to do reviews for uh, basically one beverage. Um, so that's going to be a, a different spin, but it's going to be 12 episodes in a row. Yep. And so day after day after day, you're going to get a, a fun little five to ten minute review of something different and it's something that we're both kind of looking forward to uh, doing trying and also hear your all's reaction to it and as always if you're not doing it already please follow us on facebook go ahead and join our private group it's one good way to actually get on the show but also if you're not on the show let your voice be heard we want to know what it is you think about these uh the beers that we review and if you've got a beer that you want to see and or hear reviewed on the show go ahead and post it up on there. Uh, we are still looking for some sponsors here, so if you wanted to do something, we, uh, we're, we're getting to close to 60 followers. We're averaging over, um, what did I send you? Was it uh, 200 views or? Yeah, 200 listens. Yeah. Um, so so it is building, getting on the ground floor, getting uh, really cheap, and we'd love to kind of put in a pitch for you and also, while we're talking about holidays, if you did want to have uh, one of us come out, or both of us even, and do a, a professional tasting, make your, your uh, holiday party one of a kind, something different, something special, we'd love to help you out with that. Uh, my contact information is spence at advocates, the number two advocate. advocates.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, any, any last words, Kenyatta? Uh, no, just uh, continue listening, tell your friends about us, and uh, 
you know, we, we want to try to make this nationwide. There are a lot of breweries across the country, yes. and uh, we haven't even tapped into the wines yet, or the bourbons, which the wines are the fun part for me. But, um, you know, and as always, drink what you love, love what you drink, and drink responsibly. And uh, Scott, thank Scott, you so much. For thank you guys for tonight. having me, inviting me on. I had a great time. You I'm will looking be, forward to this again. You will be on again. There's no <laughs> doubt. You, no doubt. You know, every, you know, uh, I think the biggest thing with this is uh, all the people that we've had on have been good people, good sports, and you know, it's uh, I like we always like to hear different views across the board because everyone has a different palate, and no palate is right or wrong. Yep. yep. You like what you like, and that's the one of the things we try to get forward. In this and time. you said it once. I'm, I can only feel appropriate saying it again. <laughs> Drink what you love, love what you drink, always drink responsibly. Until next week, cheers. Thank you, sir. Nice job. Nice job.